Hmm. And I think we're live. Um, sir, yeah, I, I see your paperwork here. Sir. Is there something wrong? Yes, there is. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. I just got to look at the paperwork. I completely apologize, ma'am. I'm I'm seeing here right now you're registered as a male inmate. I really do apologize. Mm-hmm. You are asking to be identified as female. And um, would you like to transfer over to a female facility? Is that what you're asking? Yes, that is exactly what I am asking for. Okay. Uh, do you have any written legal documents that prove that you identify as female? Uh, no, but I am a female. Have you under- Don't be transphobic. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Uh, have you undergone any sort of rest- reconstructive surgery or any sort of sex reassignment surgery? Just in my mind. Okay. Every day I struggle with what it's like to live as a woman in a man's body. Mm. And what would you like your new name to be? Um, uh, Mrs. Willwood. Rashonda. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> Rashonda, I'm filing this paperwork. Okay, ma'am, I'm going to have it overlooked and uh, we'll have you transferred over to a a new female facility, if that's okay with you. That's wonderful. And please don't forget my uh, testicular cancer medication. Got it. Yeah, Rashonda. That's for my woman parts. (laughs) And scene, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Again, too close to home. This is actually happening, not just in countries across the world, but here in the United States, the U.S. of A., uh, we have male prison inmates who are choosing to identify as female and then asking to be transferred over to female facilities. And it is successful. It is happening, particularly in the state of California. Uh, But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about J.K. Rowling's response to that that is getting her more heat on Twitter. The woman just can't stay away from the heat. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court upholding a decision to not allow religious exemptions when it comes to healthcare workers in New York City. We're going to talk about the tornado tragedy that has happened recently here in the United States, as well as Times Person and Athlete of the Year. Plus, we have Dear Will and Amla, our, our Monday advice segment. Yum. So you guys might notice we're, we're a few minutes late today. But we're on the new set. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's our fault. There are some things that we should have got done beforehand that just didn't happen. So we apologize for being late and, you know, making all of you wait around. I know you're sitting there on the edge of your seat. You're like, where's Will and Amla? Right. Where's Will and Amla? And then it happens late and we're really sorry about that. We get it, man. It's really, it's really easy to miss us. It's Monday. You went the whole weekend without seeing us. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's tough. It's tough. I got to say, I I get withdrawals not seeing our own show. I do as well. Watch it every day. And if you guys get withdrawals from not seeing Will and Amla live, you can listen to it on Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts, and you can go back to our old episodes on YouTube and Facebook and watch them. So we encourage you to do that. So let's talk about J.K. Rowling. She's back in the news again. She's trending on Twitter again. She's getting a lot of heat again, and it's for the same issue, the issue of transgenderism. She came out and spoke about a decision that's been made in Scotland, which I believe is where she and her family live right now. Uh, Talking about a decision that the Scotland police made. Let's go over this this decision that the Scotland police made. They're saying now that if you are a woman who calls the Scotland police and says, hey, I was just raped by this man. Okay, they go and apprehend this man, this biological male. And the man says, I identify as female. They will now be logged in the system as a female rapist. And go to female jail. And go to female jail. What is the science behind that? I, that's a great question, Will. Why? What is the logic? Why? Why would the people of Scotland make this sort of decision? Because they want to affirm people's identities, and if you are a man uh, who who feels like a woman, they want to affirm that rather than put you in a male prison after you raped a woman. It almost seems like because of that, it seems like they're trying to lessen the crime as well. Is what it feels like. Is that because it's a woman who does it? It almost lessens that that this is even a horrible thing to happen to someone. I mean, that could be part of it. I mean, if if this is what happens, your rape stats are gonna be all willy nilly. Because I'll let you know right now, the the majority of perpetrators of rape happen to be men. And if it's a man a man who comes up and says, "No, I identify as female," is that then going to be logged in your annual report as a female rapist? Well, that's what they're saying. It is. Yeah. That's but, ridiculous. Yeah, then you'd have no idea how to handle the situations when they come. Yeah, you'd Instead have no Instead of looking idea. for shady men out there who are doing horrible things, you're, you're not looking for the right people. Gosh, it's ridiculous. So let's talk about- I can about... get it if they would say, if on the reports or something, they would say trans female. Right, now, trans man, whatever, and, and put that on the, yeah. the, the report, but they're not doing that, it nope. seems like. It's nope. just woman. Yep. 
So you could go attack somebody in Scotland right now. You could fly over to Scotland, I will attack not be doing somebody, this. and then say, I'm a female. Blows my mind. You know, if I was a, if I was a male prisoner, right? Okay. You haven't seen a woman in 25, I don't know, 25 years. I would go up to my prison warden and be like, guess what? I'm a female. Can you log the paperwork and get me transferred over to the female prison? And it's not just that uh, that comes along with it. It's not just wanting to be around women. They get special privileges. So if you, at least uh, in the countries that I saw where they allow males to transfer over to female facilities, they get the special privilege of being able to shower alone, which is not extended uh, to female facilities or male facilities. And when they go to female facilities, obviously it's going to be far less violent. You're a man who's just been taken out of facility uh, full of other men and place in one full of females well this is going to be ranked with people taking advantage of the system mm -hmm. that is exactly what is going to happen as always happens in these types of situations because when people find a loophole or a way to abuse something they will always take advantage of it and right. why would they not especially if you are making their lives better or you are making it easier for them how do you expect people to learn or do anything better within their lives if you are only giving them the tools to to not actually learn from their mistakes. Yep. You make it so that they don't have to learn from their mistakes. You're giving them a massive loophole. And I thought about it and I thought, okay, this has got to be affecting the prison population like crazy. Because if I was a male prisoner, that's exactly what I would do. Your life would be easy straight. It'd be a cakewalk if you could transfer over to a female facility. And it is happening. Uh, in the UK, it says that now one in 50 male prisoners are identifying as trans and asking to be switched over to a female facility. When in reality, in the UK, only about one in 200 people are trans. So of course- One in 200 people? One in 200 people, well, according, to, according to their government stats, one in 200, which I don't know if I believe that either, but one in 50 of prisoners, of male prisoners are saying, transfer me over to a female facility because I'm a woman. I'd be trans, <laughs> I'm Rashonda. Transfer me over to the new prison. <laughs> My Honestly. new name's Rashonda, baby. Yeah, seriously. And I, I guarantee you, go look at the stats and you look at female prisons and you mm -hmm. look in Scotland, there's not going to be now one in 50 female prisoners identifying as men. Right. Why right. is that the case? Huh? I mean, that is just a solid argument against all this. You go to look at the other prison, the other gendered prison, the other sex, and you will find that those numbers do not match up. They yeah. do not equate. Because it, what you are doing is allowing men to take advantage of a disgusting, broken system and hurting women in the process. If I was a female prisoner, I can guarantee I would not be asking to transfer over. Of course to not. I mean, that'd be so dumb. Oh my gosh. Me and these noodle arms? What would my male name be? I don't know. Oh, Tyrell. Tyrell? Yeah. Yep. Tyreek. Tyreek. Yeah. <laughs> Tyreek going over to the male prison, baby. I don't even think you could survive in the female prison. I don't Let alone no, the male prison. I wouldn't make it a day. No. I would not make it a day. That's okay. <laughs> Listen, you have different strengths, okay? Yeah, yeah. Different strengths. My mind is my strength. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. Definitely not, not these guns right here, That's baby. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but J.K. Rowling responded to this, right? So she hopped on Twitter. She read this story. Uh, it's affecting her, her home country where she lives with her family. And she tweeted out, war is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. The penist individual who raped you is a woman. And that was her tweet. And currently we're at 78,000 likes and nearly 12,000 quote tweets on people coming after her, talking to her about this. A lot of people hyping her up, I must say, and calling her based and like appreciating that she's going after this fight. But a lot of people spewing hate towards her. Mm -hmm. now, I, one of the. One of the commonalities when it comes to J.K. Rowling and many people who are creative types like she is, when you go through the replies on tweets like this, it's mm -hmm. so many people who are just coming and saying, hey, I used to like you and now you're transphobic. Right. I can't believe you're doing this. This yep. really hurts my feelings. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this person's new feelings about something or them wanting to spread the truth destroys your fragile world that you live in, yeah. that you can no longer support someone because they have a difference of opinion than you. First of all, right? And even second of all of that, that you can't look at it and say, this is actually true. And you stick to what you thought this person was. That's like one of the worst things is that when people start to, to change or be better people or anything like that. Uh, and that's a lot of what politics is. And people will try and say, well, no, you have to be this way because you were this way before. And it's like, no, you don't have to be that way. People change. I mean, Donald Trump was a Democrat like all before his life mm -hmm. and then became obviously a conservative with everything he was doing. You know, to, to judge people and say, well, because I read your books when I was a kid and now, you know, I thought I was trans right. because of Harry Potter. It's like, so and now you can't say this. It's whack. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one of the replies here. Now that you mentioned that, I wanted to go and find one that was criticizing her. Uh, this one's from Daniel Lismore. He says, love is peace. Freedom is acceptance. Understanding is strength. Trans women are not a danger to society. J.K. Rowling loves to fuel hate towards a whole group of innocent, beautiful people. 
And it's just. Well, no one is the, saying trans women yes, are. We're saying rapists. Say, the lapse in just cognition here is just amazing to me. She's not calling out trans people and saying you're dangerous and you're going to go attack people. She's calling out men who go and attack women and then go, oh, I'm trans. Don't hate me. I'm trans. Right. That's exactly what she's saying. If anything, it's an abuse to trans people. That people who are criminals and evil and want to abuse people are using your title to cover themselves. It's just ridiculous, man. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's beyond crazy. It is beyond parody that this kind of stuff is happening. It really is. And I mean, when I was 10 years old, even though like I considered myself, I guess, a liberal my entire life and, and more on that side. I mean, this stuff is just crazy. I, yeah. I mean, you cannot. How do people believe this? I really don't know. I, I do not know you. The cognitive dissonance to believe things like this, to believe that some guy who just rapes someone and then can identify just as a woman because he frivolous, frivolously wants to. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't I don't get how people believe that. That is just wild to me. It truly like like there is something within people who believe that that is that is wrong. Yeah, it's there wrong. is something wrong with you. It is wrong. And the people advocating for them being moved to different areas around other women is just I, blows is my it evil? mind. It, it is. is evil. And I, I tweeted out about this, talking about it. Do you remember when uh, females were the victims of the left? The new shiny victim of, of woke leftism was females. We needed feminism. The future is female. Uh, they, they were the beacon. They were the pedestalized. It was being a woman that was pedestalized in America by the woke left. Not anymore, because apparently you can go get raped by a man who choose to identify as trans as soon as he gets arrested, and that's fine. And even so, what we're going to do with that man who identifies as trans after raping a woman we're going to put him in another in a female facility so that he can go and sexually abuse other women. That's what we're going to do because we care about women and because we care about trans people. And th this is so, uh, so spot on for the woke left of choosing a victim. And as soon as that community doesn't serve you anymore, that narrative doesn't serve you anymore, you move on to the next and you move on to the next. Well, that's how these things work. I mean, going back to the works of Mark, going back to the works of Rousseau and finding that they're talking about the collective. And you can get people to be a part of a collective by making them band around certain groups, making mm -hmm. them, there is something very desirable and sexy and romantic about thinking that you are abolishing a system that is in place, right? So if you're like, well, trans women, or let's say you start with women, you say women are treated unfairly with, in society. We need to disband the society to make it so fair, women mm -hmm. have fair equality, right? Then women get fair equality. It's great for them, okay? Women have exactly the same rights and same things as men in America do today, right? But now it's all this trans thing. So they drop the women, and this is their new thing to focus on. This is their new Marxist thing that they have to focus on to get people to be a part of the group thing. Okay, the, yep. this is how these things work. They want you to be a part of the collective because it is it is desirable to be a part of that mob group by human nature than to be someone who says, listen, these people have penises. They're obviously not women. Yep. The victim changes and the enemy changes. And right now the enemy is the white male. It's Will and Taylor, which Taylor's here, by the way. Taylor, you haven't said hi. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> I am here. I yeah. Well, now that you are here, you're the enemy of the people. <laughs> so since you and uh, you and Will are the enemy of the people, uh, that'll be for now. And I always tell people, maybe maybe white men are the enemy right now, but as soon as that's over, they'll move on to a new one. And trans people and black people are the victims for now, but as soon as that's over, they'll move on to another one. Yeah, well, the, the, the enemy will always be me. Well, until you're <laughs> I, gone. Yeah, I mean, take I, care. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think in my lifetime my... My identity will ever be seen as not the enemy Matt, for these types of people. You're probably right. You're yeah. probably right. But I think uh, it, it's going to morph. Like I, I mentioned on the show, I've seen TikToks of people saying the biggest enemy to the transgender movement is radical feminists. And that blows my mind. I'm just like, OK, you're moving on. You're moving on. There's always going to be something new. Speaking of which, do you guys remember when uh, when uh, frontline workers were the victims? <laughs> Do you not I thought you were asking this? rhetorically. Zero reaction. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were asking the audience. No, I was asking. I was asking oh, you yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, they used to be the victims. We were like so sad for the nurses and the firefighters that had to work during this extreme and expansive pandemic. And now, uh, in New York, what they voted against, or at least what the Supreme Court has come together and decided, is that they're not going to be accepting religious exemptions from healthcare workers in New York. Yeah, this is terrible news because this this goes against your religious liberty. It goes against mm -hmm. the First Amendment. So the fact that these judges decided that there were 
judges that dissented. There was Gorsuch, there was Clarence Thomas, um, and I believe one other. Brett Kavanaugh did not dissent. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett did not dissent. Some who we would hope would do that, but right. obviously did not. Uh, so basically, and there was other cases. There was this case that happened in Maine, uh, among other places that have been seen and, and basically dismissed as well. So essentially what this means is that religious exemptions for people, for excuse me, for healthcare workers in the state of New York are denied. So that if you don't want to get the vaccine and you want to, you don't have a medical reason, you can usually file for a religious exemption in most places. Here they're saying, no, you can't file for a religious exemption. Mm-hmm. You cannot get a religious exemption for the COVID vaccine. Now, many people who have gotten religious exemptions, I've helped people get religious exemptions, talk to them. I've worked with churches to help get people religious exemptions from their work or school or whatever it might be. And money, one of the main things that people say is that, you know, that they, they believe they're pro-life and so they don't want to do anything mm-hmm. that has stem cells within the vaccine. Mm-hmm. to put into their body right which is a fair which is a fair thing or they say my body is a temple right and and because of that you know they don't want to put something that is untested into their body there are numerous reasons for you to be able to get a religious exemption so the fact that the state is coming essentially saying you cannot get a religious exemption right. we do not allow you to practice your religion freedomly the things that you believe in uh, and you have to take this or you lose your job is truly scary It's truly scary. That's why I really wanted to highlight this story, because this is a very big deal, because this case sets a precedent for the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. And it also sets a precedent for not just the covid vaccine, but for many things when it comes to religious freedoms as well with how these judges are acting. Yeah. Where's the freedom of religion here? Where is it? Because it's stipulated in the First Amendment that we're supposed to have freedom of religion. And as somebody who's not even religious, this irks me. This is ridiculous to to see that people of any faith cannot come forth and say, no, I don't want to get this medical treatment because I have faith based reasons. That's not okay. It's not okay. And people are going to read this and just like bat their eyes at it. Okay, well, the Supreme Court decided this. Do you realize what this means? This is the literal fabric of our country getting a massive, massive hole in it. A Mm -hmm. massive hole. And just to see this be upheld and then refuse uh, to advocate for these frontline workers that were apparently so essential when uh, COVID-19, when we first got wind of COVID-19. Your healthcare workers were meant to be I don't know, have their feet licked by everybody in America for what they were doing. And it is a great thing that they were doing. It is a great thing that they worked throughout this pandemic and and a lot of them put themselves at risk. I won't say all, but a lot of them uh, because we did see the videos of nurses making TikTok dances throughout the pandemic and that made them super famous. So not those nurses, but um, a lot of them were working really, really hard and we're, we're overstretched throughout this pandemic. And to now say you don't get a religious exemption is ridiculous. Yeah, many of them in the case they cited that, you know, getting something like a, a mumps or measles vaccine is not covered by a religious exemption. You cannot mm-hmm. get a religious exemption for any of those. But let's look at how the death rates apply to these different types of diseases. Okay. The yep. COVID, you have a 99.99% chance essentially for most aged people of surviving COVID. Okay. That is not the same for these other diseases. Now, I mean, this goes into a deeper philosophical discussion that we all had another time before one of the shows, actually, where we talked about, you know, what level of of fatality justifies doing something like this that goes mm-hmm. into a deeper thing. But even it, 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 even if you are just looking at purely of just survivability of covid and you're just looking at that. I mean, there is no reason why someone should not be able to get a religious exemption for this. There really is no reason. If that is their faith, the the First Amendment protecting your religion of uh, your freedom of religion is not something saying, hey, you have to to practice religion quietly and you can't tell anyone about it or Mm -hmm. or you have to be soft spoken about it. It is saying you have the inalienable right to practice whatever you like. Right. As long as you are not infringing on someone else's right. But you have the right to practice whatever you like and you can be proud. You can say it out loud. You can talk about it. It is not something that you have to hide. You have the freedom to do so. And this this. This ruling is despicable. Yep. It is truly despicable. And I can already hear the people crying. Well, you are infringing on my right by not getting vaccinated. You're infringing on my right to life and all this stuff. Where? Show me the evidence. Please show me the evidence. Somebody come forth. If you guys have evidence to how somebody not being vaccinated or through religious exemption, medical exemption or simple choice uh, infringes on any of your rights, please let us know. Yeah, there is no evidence to support that the f- that you can be vaccinated and not spread the disease. So if you are the virus, if you have COVID and you are vaccinated, you can still spread COVID. Mm-hmm. It's been proven in multiple studies all over the all over the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's shown that it, it is not decreasing the the levels of of infection whatsoever. 
And so, I mean, I don't know if that got brought up in the in the case today. I wasn't able to watch the whole thing. But it, if some of the evidence could have just maybe been presented to some of these judges, then maybe more could have been done about this. But yeah. I don't... I, I don't know who argued this. It obviously wasn't good. Yeah. It obviously wasn't done well. No, it wasn't. Because how anybody can land on this side of the issue is beyond me, beyond Will, beyond Taylor. Uh, we're going to move to landing on the wrong side of another issue here. Uh, you heard about the deadly storms that uh, came out of uh, Kentucky and these tornadoes and all these crazy things happening i believe they have 64 dead now is the is the count on that uh but fema boss says that storms like kentucky tornadoes feared to have killed more than 100 will be the new normal because of climate change and calls it the crisis of our generation yep they've said look at what's happened look at the disaster look at the people who've died this is the new normal and it's due to climate change and this is our crisis Sorry, Taylor was telling me to look more at my mic, <laughs> but my mic or my, my camera, my mic isn't long enough for me. We're in a new studio. We're still trying to figure things out. Unless we can move my camera midstream, this is just how it's got to be for today. There's, yeah, that's fine. There's nothing I can really do. Just a glance over if you have the opportunity. Now, yeah. I'll show you guys a video of what this tornado looks like while they're figuring out <laughs> the cameras and you can check it out. Here we go. Yeah, that's terrifying. Uh, I don't know what I would do if I looked out my front door and I saw that any, I mean, even relatively near me. If it was in my line of sight, I don't know what I would do. No, it is. It is. Uh, it's absolutely terrible and scary to see that. So the fake myth that the, the left is pushing right now is that the tornadoes are caused by climate change. You had some disgusting Democrats coming out in full force saying that because of Rand Paul and some of the other people who are in, in power in Kentucky, that this is because of them and their mm -hmm. anti-climate change rhetoric. What a terrible mm -hmm. thing to say, to yeah. say that this is someone's fault like that. First of all, tornadoes have not even gone up, okay? The amount of tornadoes at an average of about 1,200 per year. That's been about the same number for the last, about, I think, about 30 years. The, it's, it's more than the 1950s, but that's because storm chasing has now become a thing okay that is why there are more numbers also worldwide deaths from natural disasters has been going down every single decade the deaths from natural disasters is going down every single decade to say that that tornadoes are getting worse and and killing more people or this climate change is killing more people it's just or natural disasters it's just it's untrue it is just flat out not true okay more people are are not dying from natural disasters and the reason why people will point to say well you know natural disasters are getting worse especially when it comes to something like tornadoes mm -hmm. is because because there are more people who live in the Midwest now and there are more buildings and structures that when they come down and they touch down, they will commit more damage. Mm. The tornado will have more damage. If you're in a, a, a 1920s Miami and there's not many buildings and a hurricane rolls through, the hurricane could be the same uh, level of hurricane versus a hurricane that hits now in Miami. And it's like, obviously, the one that hits now in Miami, even if it's the same degree of hurricane, mm -hmm. is going to do a lot more damage because there's a lot more buildings and a lot more infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So anything that the left wants to say about these tornadoes getting worse and it's because of climate change is only a BS reason to try and get you to believe their lies to control you on this agenda. And it, to blame somebody for a natural disaster? What? It, I, there's no evidence there's no backing to do something like that to take a politician and to weaponize and politicize something like a natural disaster to to garner support and to get hate towards a certain side is just despicable and it's the same the same can be said for this whole virus thing you have no evidence to prove uh that the unvaccinated are doing what you claim and that they're the proponents of of this pandemic you know the pandemic of the unvaccinated and yet the narrative persists and the lie persists and they are so easy to go and blame people for this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can blame some politicians for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, no, you're true. You're yeah. right, you're right. There, in there a different is, scenario. In a different scenario and in a much different light that is truly backed by evidence and yes. actual proof. Yeah. Wuhan lab leak? What? Huh? Yeah. Hmm? 
what did he say anyways guys uh if you guys want to give support to the people who have been affected by these tornadoes in kentucky uh here's a website for you guys to go to kentuckybaptist.org slash disaster relief kentuckybaptist.org slash disaster relief yeah it is truly despicable that people come out and say that but that is the group thing that is the mob mentality excuse me Oh, excuse me. You can always count on Will to burp. <laughs> I have beef stroganoff. I was a betting yes. man. Beef burping off. Um, ah, but gross. it really is. I mean, it's a horrible thing to say about someone. It, it is truly the lowest thing that you can do. And really I think is. that, you know, this is something that I know a lot of people out there will be very scared and, and they don't want people to label them as, you know, a climate change denier or a racist or a sexist or an anti-vaxxer, any of these kinds of things. But in reality... You should be proud of the fact that the left says these things about you because it means that they don't have an argument against you. Mm -hmm. If they are coming out and saying that you are you cause tornadoes, I mean, that's a pretty good indication that I think you're actually doing something right. right. Because that means that they have nothing to say about you. When they come and say, I have people all day on my mentions and Twitter and Amla and PragerU all, and all the other American patriots and heroes who are, are saying good things. You guys who watch the show, amazing people. All of you guys and people call you a racist or terrible things every single day. Do not be afraid that people are calling you a racist. Be proud of it because they obviously have nothing else that they can say about you. It, it, all you have to do is ask them why, 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 you know, give me an example. And they can never give you ex an example. None of these people yeah. ever can. You know, when it comes to the climate change with the tornadoes, Rand Paul asked, why, why, why am I this? Why did I cause this? You don't need an example. You don't need an example. Right. Yeah. And so be proud of the fact that people hate you and say these things about you because it means that they that they have lost. It means that they have lost. Yeah. Anybody who's willing to resort to these like ad hominem attacks and these name calling spells and bullying is just, you know, it's not worth it. And that's not somebody that you wouldn't want on your side anyways, because clearly they can't defend their own side. Right. Very no, You don't want that person on your side. No, they can't. They Vanquish can't them. themselves. Now, speaking of people. <laughs> oh, good job. Amazing. Thank you. Speaking of uh, cells. Time every year puts out a Times Person of the Year and a Times Athlete of the Year. I think we're going to start with Athlete of the Year because I think we have plenty to discuss actually about the person and the athlete of the year. But the Athlete of the Year named by Time Magazine is Simone Biles. Now we've heard from Simone Biles. We've talked about her on this show on I want to say multiple occasions now, but maybe just one occasion because we talked about her stepping down uh, from uh, being a part of her uh, her group and performing uh, during the Olympics for a day due to mental health reasons and then jumping back into the games to perform her solo. So I believe it was on team uh, her U.S. Teams Day that she decided not to compete. And then on her solo day, she did decide to compete. Mm -hmm. And now she is Times Athlete of the Year. The reasons that they cite are... Uh, her mental fortitude, which is oh jeez, <laughs> which is a little, which is just a little funny. Uh, considering so, so on the nose, like you couldn't have even like said something a little bit more disguised well, or you know, <laughs> like you knew everyone's just gonna give you crap for saying it. It's terrible, yeah, terrible. they they knew that. But there's there's a few other things that they cite. They they cite like a couple times where she's had some pretty dangerous moments while outperforming and has continued to go on. Uh, there's been four skills skills named after Simone Biles, and she is recognized as the GOAT, the greatest of all time in the sport of gymnastics. Uh, so she's Times Athlete of the Year. How do we feel about this? Remember when Tiger Woods he was he was playing for the Masters and. You know, right before he was about to win, he 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 said he had some mental health problems and then yeah. left. Remember that? No. No. Exactly. <laughs> I don't remember that exactly. either. Yeah. Yeah. I do not agree with this. You do not mm. agree with it. Do you no. guys have a different athlete of the year? I'm thinking of course. Enos Cantor. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say Enos Cantor or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a good one. Taylor. Yeah. Those are mine. Okay, <laughs> no, so we original. all have the same. Uh, yeah. Kyrie, no, and his cancer. Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie took a stand against against the vaccine. Uh, Draymond day. Green. Did he? Oh yeah, he he spoke yeah. out and yeah, but they, they wouldn't be but of the year. I think Ennis Cantor has the best yeah. case for it. For he sure. probably does. And Enos is on. Uh, he's on Getter even. Uh, it's Enos Freedom now, guys. Oh, Enos Freedom Cancer. He is on. Mm. He is on Getter too. One of y'all needs to lay oh, out what he, what he did though. Oh, yes. Okay, so Enos Cantor uh, plays for the NBA, okay? Playing basketball. <laughs> Do you know what team I'm on? Absolutely not. He plays the basketball? He plays the basketball. He dribbles it up and down the court and sometimes puts it in the hoop. Sometimes he does. Yes, sometimes he does. He but you know who else he puts through the hoop? China. <laughs> 
Uh, Enos Cantor has come out on multiple occasions and continues to this day to fight back against China, what they've been doing with the Uyghurs in the concentration camps, uh, the slave labor, their relationship with US, uh, with the U.S. and economics, their relationships with the NBA specifically. Um, and he's been a constant, constant speaker uh, outwardly about his relationship with the country and how he does not support what they do. And he's one of the few people in the NBA who doesn't, honestly, the only NBA player that I've seen yeah. uh Holds do, their feet to the fire at all. Yeah, he's the no. only one that's outspoken about the NBA's relationship with China and Nike and all this other stuff, and, and right. how they kowtow to the country that's most, or the regime that is most responsible for human rights abuses and death mm-hmm. and murder and uh, globally. So right. good on him. He's got yep. that's the that's courage, man. Jonathan yep. Isaac is another one, by the way. But. Yeah. Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's our athlete of the year. I, I think. say it's quite the dichotomy to have to have Simone Biles win and be an Olympian. Where the Olympics this next uh, in the winter time they are being taken place in Beijing, mm-hmm. which is in China, and Ines Cantor will never be given Time Athlete of the Year right. because of the reason that he is against China. And now mm-hmm. the Olympics are going to China. I'm writing a piece about this because I think that this is way more important than people give this credence to. In 1936, the Olympics were held in Berlin, mm-hmm. in Germany. Okay, with Hitler at the front of this. And many people, uh, many people in many different countries tried to boycott the Olympics, but ended up most of the major countries in the world, including the United States, went to Berlin for the 1936 Mm -hmm. Olympics in Germany. A terrible stain on all of those nations' history to be at that, to be at those Olympic Games. I mean, even at that time, this was before, you know, all of the horrible concentration camp things pretty much, but even the, the, the Germany was barring Jewish players from, from playing in their, in their games. Right. The the top tennis player in Germany, Danielle Prent, he was barred from playing in the German games. And we still the United States still went to that country to go and play in the Olympic Games. America needs to boycott the Chinese games, the Beijing games, the Winter Olympics that are happening. Okay, because the human rights violations, the murder, the social credit score, all of the ties that it has to the U.S. government, uh, everything that the CCP has is is almost is pretty much as bad in many ways as the Nazis. People don't know that. But the things that are happening over in China, the violations and the the evil that is happening there is as bad as Nazi Germany in many ways. And so because of that, I think that if if I don't think that we will boycott the the Olympics, I don't think America will because obviously, uh, you know, we have too many dealings within our own government. And Mm -hmm. I, I urge you all to look into what's really going on there. But it's it's terrible. And we should. We should not compete in the Olympics with what is happening in that country. Yeah, I guess this current administration has been questioned about it. They've decided not to send U.S. government officials or representatives to the Beijing Games. But so far, they're still deciding to send athletes. That is just the least that they could do. They're trying to make it sound to the American people like, oh, we don't want to. We're going to not send diplomats to China when we're Mm -hmm. doing this. Like, it's so weak. NBC is literally controlled by China. NBC is going to be broadcasting the Olympic Games. And you are still going to be sending people there, making millions of dollars. The dealings that China, I mean, China in so many ways controls so many of the lobbying organizations that are within the swamp of D.C., and of course, like they're not going to do anything to China. They're going to send the athletes so to the games, broadcast it all over to America and dismiss all of the human rights violations happening. If America at all with this current administration and the people who are in charge of these games had any sort of backbone, they would demand that the Olympic Games of 2022 are removed from Beijing and moved to somewhere that supports freedom. It is truly a despicable thing that they are allowing it to be there. And the athletes should be protesting. All of the athletes should protest. All of the athletes. They shouldn't go. They shouldn't go. And I get it that you've worked your entire life to make it to the Olympics. And that is a massive deal. It's a huge thing that you've been able to qualify and make it to the Olympics. But people are being killed. And people are being put in slave labor. And the Chinese government is censoring people and killing them, killing dissidents. And you will be playing on that ground. So... Don't. <laughs> Don't. All you have to do is ask yourself, let's say you're one of these athletes, is would you go to the 1936 games in Berlin? Right. And everyone would say no, because hindsight right. is 2020. And they would say, no, of course not. I would never go. Yep. Right. But right now we don't have that hindsight Mm-mm. for most normal Americans to say, you know, I'm. it's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to go. Yep. Do not go. Do not watch it this year and boycott it and tell everyone else to boycott it. Yep. Because it is terrible what they are doing and what they will do for money. Their, their greed has no bounds. I know I kind of got off topic of what we were talking about, but no, I truly but believe true. in this. I'm writing a whole piece about it that will come out on my blog. 
with a lot more detail. But did um, you see, by the way, did you see China's response to the U.S.'s measure of uh, reducing our delegation or not? not yeah, they don't give a crap. Delegation? They yeah. literally laugh they, in our face. Yeah, they laughed at us and said, good, then, you know, the virus is spreading in the U.S. So we'll have less people spreading the virus from America to come. That was their response. Because they know they literally have America holding them by the balls. Like yep. they literally know that they have us. Yeah. Yep. That's why I think, I mean, this, this Beijing is one flashpoint and one, one place that yet another opportunity to, you know, put your foot in the ground and say no. But with, there's so many other places that we could be penalizing China. We could be san- giving them sanctions. We could mm-hmm. be forbidding manufacturing from happening there, business there. So there's, many things. There's so many other opportunities to push back. But I, that's why I think this is the, the deeper problem at play here is like the West and in general, in America in particular, we've just lost the, uh, the, the moral fortitude to, you know, lead yep. morally and make demands on a on a moral basis they are Courage. they are enabling north korea to happen they're propping mm-hmm. on north korea which is basically the systematic genocide of its own people for the last however many you know 50 60 years yeah it's just and, and that's one of the things not to mention the uyghurs not to mention all the other the hong kong every all these other they're the biggest uh, progenitor of human rights abuses in the in the, the world in the yeah. world it's happening before us and like you said it's not that far off from from the atro- the level of atrocities of nazi germany if it's not even worse no, i know yep They've got their hooks in deep yeah. here in the United States of America. Right. It's tragic. Yeah. It really I will is. not be watching the Olympics if they take place in Beijing this year. Yeah. Not at all. And I will be telling everyone else not to watch them. Strongly believe that. Watch Will and Amal Alive instead. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. What would be great is if they moved, if like the people, what would be awesome if the people of these countries who are saying we're not going to go boycotted it and then mm-hmm. did their own Olympics somewhere else. Yes. You know, that's like. like Organize, man. Yeah. Organize. Like do something. The maybe athletes should, should be organizing. Maybe I should start this as a movement. You should. Start a petition or something. Should. Call I'm out every about. single athlete. Call yeah. out every single organization. Call out every single business. Every single American business that is going to go to Beijing and sponsor the athletes that are going to be wearing wearing their names on their backs. Don't. Just yeah. don't allow it. Don't right. do it. If you guys want more information on this, I highly recommend you check out Natalie Winters uh, with National Pulse. And she does some amazing work over there, a true patriot, reporting on the CCP. She's a young girl who's doing just amazing stuff over in the D.C. swamp talking about this. So definitely check her out and everything she's doing. Now let's move on from uh, athletics, from athleticism to Times Person of the Year. Times Person of the Year this year, 2021, is Elon Musk. And I'm not mad at this one. There's no anger that bubbles inside me from seeing this one. I, I am... I somewhat disagree. Okay, explain. Well, I think Elon Musk is doing great work mm-hmm. in many ways. I think he's doing a lot. And he's calling out things that are in the media that are like like the BBB program and, and all these different things, telling them like saying, hey, this is awful and you're going to put our nation into debt. So he's doing a lot of good things like the NASA stuff um, and his own programs. Really good. Mm-hmm. But I I am not on board with what he is doing in terms of of transhumanism. We talked a little bit about this on Friday, but mm-hmm. by, by fall of next year, Elon Musk is going to have chips that are going to be implanted into your brain. And one of the things that I haven't heard Elon Musk talk about, which I might be, I might be wrong for this, and, and someone, if you know, if there's something different out there, please tell me. But most of these people who are these transhumanists, when they come on and they talk about, you know, we want to have chips that enhance people, that make them smarter, that make them, that make them better, we're, we're, it's all about improvement. It's mm-hmm. all about like enhancement. Mm-hmm. But you never hear any of these people who talk about like bionic arms or or AI within our system or brain chips or any of these kinds of things. They never say, how do we make people more good? How can we use these technologies to make people yeah. more good or more loving or more friendly or any of these kind of like it's never about that. It's always about enhancement. It's mm-hmm. always about taking away the humanity that we have now. And so Elon Musk, with what I see with him doing with much of this technology in the future, is is not actually good. I don't think most of that stuff is good. I do you think, think it's morally bad? I do. I do think it is. I, I think that it, in, in many ways it is taking away our humanity. I think that you can obviously you have stuff. You can make the same argument about like social media. Of course you can. Yeah, of course. No, yeah, definitely. Mm. But I think they're morally neutral. Like Technology itself is morally neutral. It's what you do with it. Right. That's it, what I'm saying. So it's the intentions of the people. It's the intentions of the people where they do not want to create something. But that, from what I understand, like his Neuralink stuff is like to help people with uh, like mental ailments. Yeah. Problems. And it can actually like solve a lot of things that uh, that uh, traditional medicine can't. Right. And so you listen to a lot of these transhumanist people. And there is I, I don't think that these transhumanists. What do you mean by transhuman? Can you frame that for the audience? Because I don't think everyone knows. what that Okay. Is. So transhumanist is essentially human enhancement. 
Okay, it is kind of this like AI new age future type of world where people can have, you know, bionics and people can have brain chips and people will have AI generated things like, like things that will help your body be a better body than it mm -hmm. is now. Right. That's the thing. And so my gripe is not with the technology itself and being able to help people. But the, the gripe is with many of these people who say, oh, we just need to enhance the human body and get rid of the things that make us humans. Right. That's mm -hmm. the scary part to me. Is that like, like, let's like, if you like, eventually you will have humans who are essentially like all robotic, mm. like they're getting to technologies that can do things like that. For me, like, I would rather die than be a full on robot person. Sure. You know? And so I, I think that the things that many of the people, again, I don't think they're bad people, but I think that so many of these transhumanists, where they talk about enhancing people, they're talking about intelligence or, or capacity or strength or any of these things. And we're not talking about, like, how do we enhance morality? How do we enhance goodness? Yeah. Those types of things. That's what we talk about I mean, on the show every day, though. That's more of, like, a philosophical domain. This is, like, a, right. a material world domain of, like, how do you fix problems with the human body and such. Yeah, I mean, if it I saw— It leads to that, though. That's what I'm saying. If I saw evidence of that being his intent in any way, shape, or form, I think I would view it differently. I think uh, why I support this choice for person of the year for Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk is a man of significant wealth. Isn't he the wealthiest man in America or oh, yeah. even in the in world? The world. Um, so what what he is evidence of, I think, is that wealth doesn't make you an evil person and enhances who you are in, in your heart and in your soul. And I think Elon has amassed, you know, more wealth than anybody will ever truly amass probably in, in their in this lifetime. And he's seems like a genuinely good person who's asking the right questions, who's calling out the right people. And with his wealth is doing a lot of great things. Uh, you saw the U.N. call him out and say, well, the amount of money that you have could solve world hunger. And he said, well, tell me how. Write it out and I will do it and I will a transparent I will, plan with accountability. Yeah, yeah, show yeah. me a transparent plan. I will sell my Tesla stock to the amount that you ask for and I will solve world hunger if that's exactly what you need. Uh, and he's pointing out flaws in how resources are allocated and how people go about these issues. He's also as a private business owner done more than any government agency in, in regard to space has ever done and in a much shorter amount of time. And I think he's on the precipice of doing something really great and creating uh, even even better things. I can't imagine what's going to happen uh, in the time between now and when Elon Musk dies. Uh, so I, I, I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I just get scared. <clears throat> I know it is scary. But it is yeah. scary to think of what the potential of, of things are and, and what they could be used for. But I can I would bet money that Elon Musk is not the person who would use it for that evil intent. Now, if we were talking like about a Bill Gates or a Mark Zuckerberg, I would view this very, very differently. Um, but Elon Musk so far has shown evidence to being a, a good, well-rounded person. Yeah, I think it, it's it's distracting to get into his motives when we could just take a step back and look at like what he's objectively accomplished right, right. for science, for technology. Yeah. And, and again, it's not with the motives and, that I'm already talking about. No, I know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think like just you can just looking at just purely like what he's done between SpaceX and Tesla and PayPal, by the way, and just how he has constantly mm -hmm. been a force of innovation. He is truly like an one of the few remaining living um, truly like um, somebody who embodies the American spirit and like mm -hmm. what it is to, to innovate and be an entrepreneur, even though he's originally from South Africa, he, I think he's a naturalized citizen mm -hmm. of the U S right. Yep. So, I mean that, that to me, he's like, if you think of like quintessential American entrepreneur innovator, like the, that is, that's who Elon Musk is. And I think that that, that deserves, somebody needs to occupy that space. Steve Jobs would have been another example, yep. but, uh, anyways, so I, I'm grateful that he's around and doing that because that that's better than a lot of the cronies who are running the, all these Much big companies and stuff yeah. anyway. So I'm glad at least yeah. we have Musk to point to for that. Moore's law is a crazy thing. There we go. One last story uh, to get into before we move on to Dear Will and Amala, where we give you guys advice. Uh, the Jesse Smollett case, uh, you know, phased out. It's done. The trial's over. He has been found guilty on five out of six charges. It looks like people were able to see through the facade and the charade that he put on, uh, not just for the, the court, but for America when he staged this fake racialized hoax by paying two Nigerian brothers to fake assault him. Uh, and I want to play back some videos of celebrities reacting to what happened, what quote unquote happened to uh, Jesse Smollett back in the day. Here's this video. This is about coming to the aid of another brother 
that has tasted the brutality of hatred, racism, and bigotry. In this situation, hate won't win. Mm -hmm. It will not. You didn't deserve, nor anybody deserves, to have a noose put around your neck. He had bleach poured onto him. This needs to stop. He will forgive these people for what they did. And, but he won't. And we cannot forget their actions. And hopefully this just opens up, opens up people's eyes. It's just what needs to stop, man. God damn, why are we going backwards? There are a lot of evidence of uh, 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 violent incidents that happen at these MAGA rallies. This is, this is a, essentially terrorism. And you wonder, like, how deep it goes, these hateful groups that get together or... Maybe, hopefully it's just two people, but that's what I'm afraid of, that it's going to well, go a lot I mean, deeper. Thank you for calling it terrorism because the media does not. It you is. Know, it is. Yeah. Are the media. Terrorism. Yeah. Absolutely. But I don't like that it's being put out there in the media that this is a right. possible yeah. hate crime. Right. I think that even <laughs> sows a seed that makes people feel <laughs> like, well, is he making this Jesus. up? Yeah. Well, what is this about? Right. I don't like that. Like, don't put that in people's minds. This man was hurt, he was injured, and he needs justice. It's the, the horrific yeah. details you know, behind the the premeditation for this attack. Yeah. They didn't find a rope, they brought a rope. Yeah. I mean, uh, we thought, we pretty much thought racism had come a long way when uh, President Barack Obama was president. But and by then, the way, it had. Yeah, it, it had, but, but so then, but then the hatred, yeah. so, so if you really want to get into that, you, uh, you want to build a wall for somebody, build a wall for some of the white nationalists and supremacists. We have a media that's saying it's a debate whether or not what just happened to Jesse Smollett is a hate crime. It's absurd. This isn't a debate. There have been people in the government now who have made it okay for people to announce these hateful feelings that they have towards other people. We really need to find Well, one of the things you and I were discussing earlier is clearly anyone who lives with this kind of hate is not terribly bright. Oh, what a great way to end it. Not terribly bright. Not terribly bright at all on Jesse Smollett's part. Or the two guys who decided to do this with him. Not terribly bright. But they must be brought to justice, Will. You know what this is? Swiftly. I have to agree with Matt Walsh on this. I think he said it perfectly. Is that Jesse Smollett's race crime hoax was an anti-white crime. Yes, it was. It was an anti-white crime. Because what you are trying to do is frame white people in a bad light and say that we are these racist people who are coming and yelling at black people and gay people and saying this is magic MAGA country and stealing Subway sandwiches and everything else and blaming it on white people. And then you get all these people who are now in the mainstream and millions and millions of people watch these things, riling them up, thinking white people are terrible. Mm -hmm. And you have done that. Your lies have made people hate white people. You know what you get truly, that? yeah, you know what truly like hones it in too is the fact that he chose to have them bring bleach and pour bleach on him, according to his report. Why, who else would do that other than a white person trying to make you look more like them? It's just so ridiculous. Like he could have gone away, Juicy Smollett, he could have gone away Gosh. with people. He could have just been like, yeah, I was walking down the street getting Subway sandwich and these white guys in MAGA hats called me the N-word. Right. No one would have been able to prove it. Yep. It wouldn't have been it. Like, you could have just stuck with that and you would have... Don't give him advice, Will. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, if you're trying to plan a hate crime, a, fa a fake race hoax, yep. like, at least do it so that you can't get found out. Yep. Like, you could do it so easily to make it so that this is like a blatant lie. He literally wrote the guys a check. Signed his I name know. on it. You're so he, dumb. He said, this is like you might as well have written in the memo. This is for the race hoax. And this Literally. is what happens. It's because black people and a lot of them think like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like because I'm black, I can say and I can do whatever I want, and nobody's gonna question it. There's not gonna launch an investigation into it, and they're not gonna find out that I lied. And guess what? That didn't quite work out. No, screw you. Go to jail. You yeah. just, you belong in jail. That's, that's evidence to, to black privilege that you thought you were gonna be able to lie about two white people attacking you, and that you'd be just fine. All of the time he wasted, the money he wasted, the lies, the yeah. terrible things that other people did because of this. I you should be in jail. The city of Chicago is suing him yeah, for there, the like, loss of all their time and resources yeah. of the police investigating right. the case, as yeah. they should. They should. He should pay all of that back.
But it's like the what sucks All is it. the damage is done because it, it was used as a, a as fuel for the fire of this woke narrative of that black people are oppressed and targeted and that there's all these roving bands of white supremacists going around victimizing people on the basis of their skin color and like, mm-hmm. this is what the media wanted and he and he, he it was too perfect he fed them the perfect little narrative and they knew they'd run with it and they did and yep. and the problem is it's this is ingrained in the people's psyches not you know the, the Joy Reid didn't even talk about this on her show mm-hmm. when it came out. Mm-hmm. And the media who was loudest about this is now crickets. And uh, all the people that they misinformed are being, speaking of purveyors of misinformation, all the people that the mainstream media misinformed about this mm-hmm. are just allowed to continue to believe the falsehoods and the false view of the world that the media has given them. And that is uh, such a, uh, at the core of the problems that we have as a country today. And they're directly causing it. This reminds me of Balloon Boy. You guys remember Balloon Boy? Yep. In Colorado. I remember that. You remember that, Taylor? No. You don't know what this is? Mm-hmm. Balloon Boy? It was like this dad, and he it's was crazy. like, oh, my, I had this, he's like a weatherman guy, and, or meteorologist, and he's like, this, my boy got stuck in this balloon, and then he flew up into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and then it turned out that, like, it wasn't true, right. and the boy was never in the balloon. Right. And, and But they got all these people to believe it, and they sent, like, all these paratroopers and did, like, a huge search and rescue type of thing for what him, an and idiot. then the whole thing turned out to be false. It's like a whole balloon boy rescue. Yeah, they had pictures of the balloon and everything. They did like a front page magazine with it, like the balloon boy. Is there a documentary on this? I want to watch this. There's got to be. There's got to be. I don't know. Probably. At least an independent one. Yeah. I mean, I watched like a fake documentary saying that actually it's real, but (laughs) but I I think it's fake. Will doesn't believe Australia is real. No, Australia isn't real. Um, oh, and Balloon Boy did nothing wrong. Oh, <laughs> Lord, Australia is not real. <laughs> okay. These, these are the things that people want to hear. Well, they also right. want to hear your advice, Will, which yeah, they do. is questionable. Let's get into it. Dear Will and Amala, we don't have any dating advice questions this week, which is typical for what we get for these, uh, which is good on you guys. You guys are switching it up on me a little bit. Here's the first one from Daisy Hake. She says, uh, how do I make it through finals without mental breakdowns? You can answer first. Okay. <laughs> Taylor, do you have anything other? Let me think about this. I've, I've gone through many a finals week uh, without having a mental breakdown. So I mean, this, the, trying to think the, of my tips. Baked into this question is the presumption, I guess, that the norm is for this person to have mental breakdowns yes. when they have finals. Well, you know, that's every call. Every college kid is like, it's finals week. I'm dying. Yeah. I'm having a attack of depression. Yeah. I I think I've seen this girl. She's messaged me before, and mm-hmm. she's very nice. Daisy, mm-hmm. you're a great girl. Mm-hmm. But you got to have the resilience to handle these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to. I was I was talking to someone the other day, and you know they were talking to me about some problems, and they were like, "Oh, I have anxiety about something." They were like, "I have anxiety." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, you don't let your anxiety dominate you. You dominate your anxiety. You take control of it. You take control of your emotions, and you." get through hard situations and you become a better person from it, right? Do not expect that these things are going to overwhelm you and take over your life and you spin out of control and you can't handle it. Expect that you will triumph over it and and get your priorities straight. That is what you have to do. People, but people who expect that like they can ever use any of these kind of things like a crutch is, is never, you have to be able to overcome. Yeah, and you know, it's it's going to be, what, finals is like a couple weeks, and you, you study leading up to it, and you go through the weeks, and I, I no matter what you do in the moment, uh, when you're studying or taking the final, no matter what you do in that moment, that time is going to come and go. Uh, so you might as well be the best person that you can be, you know, dress to impress, you know, rein, reinvigorate your mental fortitude and go for it, because... The time is coming and it's passing, <laughs> regardless of what you do, regardless of what choices you make. So make the best choice. You can't control it. This is happening to you, uh, but you can control your attitude. So just take it on. Do what you need to do. Study hard uh, and study. Work smart, not hard. You know, mm-hmm. there are certain ways smarter, to not harder, yeah. yeah, work smarter, not harder. There's certain ways to study that will will help you sort of get the information in there and actually learn it rather than cram it in and lose it after uh, you leave and don't. Don't study things that you feel like you have a good grasp on. A lot of people will go and go, well, it's finals. I need to look over everything. No, look at your weak points. Go through your past tests and see, circle all the questions that you got wrong. See what what sections those questions are from and go, okay, my, my strong suits are this, this, and that. I don't need to prioritize that. My weaknesses are here, here, and here. Let me go and prioritize the weaknesses. And once you get a good grasp on that, look over everything if you have time. But focus on the weaknesses and that's what's going to bring you through finals and bring you through with good grades. Yeah. I just don't like how people like... I'm not saying you're doing this, Daisy. I'm just bringing up a separate point. Everyone likes to bring up anxiety and be like, I have anxiety about this. I have anxiety about that. It's like, 
No, you just need to be better at handling the things that are going on. Mm. Like you, you don't have some mental disorder. Okay. You just need to figure out your life and handle these kinds of things. It's like, it's people use it as like, I don't know. It, they use it as like a crutch. Just tell your teacher you're stepping away from this test test for mental health. Exactly. <laughs> your whole class is depending on you, but now you have to step away from mental health You'll reasons. get student of the year. Exactly. <laughs> no. Okay. What I, my, my one thought about this, um, Jesus said, who by worrying can add a single hour to your life? The worrying yep. is not productive. Yep. St- the studying preparation is productive. So get, you know, get, think of the worst possible scenario and be like, okay, that's what's going to happen if I do nothing. Mm-hmm. Accept that. And now that's the bottom. So start working up from there. Yep. It gets a little bit better every little bit that you are able to work from that bottom. But worrying about it is not going to help anything. And yeah, so I, I think Amla had some great tips for preparation. And I totally agree with Will in the sense of like, you know, the we live in a culture and I sympathize where people their whole lives now are taught like, you know, just pull the mental health card if things get tough or, you know, mm-hmm. frame everything as anxiety. That's not to say anxiety is not a real thing. It's not to say mental health is not a real thing. But, you know, you you, you will have a better, more stable life if you're learn if you learn to like Will was saying, like dominate your situation and don't yep. let dissemination domin- situation dominate you. Yeah. And if the worst comes it came. That's it. It, it, it happened. Psychiatrists yeah. and big pharma make money off of diagnosing you as anxious. They really and do. Give, and saying you have anxiety. Okay. You know, it's crazy. It's like I turn on uh, like FM radio sometimes when I'm driving and uh, I'll hear the commercials and it's like, does your five-year-old display signs of being fidgety and not being able to pay attention for more than five minutes? Maybe see a psychiatrist about getting them diagnosed with ADHD and getting Adderall and Vyvanse and all this stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Yeah. You are just trying to make me a consumer. That's all you're doing. That's Did all you're your doing. your little boy chew his Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun? Get some horse yeah. tranquilizer right. for it. We got it. How about some SSRIs for your future mass shooter? It's Crazy. just ridiculous. It's just it ridiculous. It and is. they're they're moving the age younger and younger and younger. Of course, your five-year-old can't pay attention when you're trying to explain something to them. They're five years old. They yeah. don't need ADHD medication. Did your three-year-old son put his foot inside his mom's shoe? Let's inject yeah. him full of estrogen. Literally, like, <laughs> what? He wants to be a woman. Gosh. It's all a ploy. Next one, Dear Will and Amala, this is from uh, Mia Bronstein. She says, how do I discover slash get into a new hobby when I'm neither athletic or artistic? Sleeping sounds like a great hobby for (laughs) you. (laughs) You'd be the best napper. No. (laughs) Mia or Maya, here's my immediate thought. Okay, you don't always have to be good at your hobbies. There is always a learning curve and to not be... Uh, It's not that you are not, maybe you're not currently athletic or artistic, but you could be uh, developing, look at something and say, I'm interested in that. I want to be able to do that. And even if you can't do it in that moment, pursue it, learn. Uh, So many people, especially when they get into adulthood, just stop learning. And that's uh, something that I've learned as I've, as I've gotten older, like people don't take classes anymore. They don't pursue hobbies anymore. They don't do a lot of things in their free time. Just because you're not good at something doesn't mean you don't need to do it and give it six months and you will be good at it. That's really good advice. I, I, I do, uh, cooking is my hobby. I love to cook. I made some. And Will's not that good at it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm terrible at it. And I've eaten his food. Yeah, no, it's literally dog food, you know, basically. No, but I, I found something for me as a hobby. Like it's something that's practical for me. Mm -hmm. Cooking is like, because especially because I can't go out to restaurants anymore because I don't have a vax card. So cooking has become like my hobby and I love doing it and putting on a podcast or a book or music, whatever it is, and just cooking and doing that all day. You know, that's, that's like my hobby. So I would say, think about things that you practically do, like Mm -hmm. the things that are pragmatic for what you do in your life and say, well, how can I like enhance this? How can I enhance this to make this something that I enjoy a little bit more? Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, you'd be the world's best vacuumer, you know? (laughs) Anything. Who knows? Literally. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, you get the point. It's like find yeah. something that actually you do in your life and and improve on that yeah. and make it into something that is a characteristic of you. Yeah. Don't ever bar yourself off by saying you're not able to do something. You're you're a human, you're alive and you can think, you can do something, you can learn to do something. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, it's kind of weird because I, I found myself falling into this thing of, oh, I I went to middle school and high school and I went through college. OK, I'm just done learning. <laughs> like and that's what a lot of people do. And I don't know if they're cognizant of or have the idea that, oh, I've I'm 22. I graduated. I'm just going to stop learning. I'm going to stop doing things. Uh, and I got here and like met a bunch of people who are taking 
uh, college courses or going to their community college. My roommate takes Thai classes on the internet every Monday. And it's just like, you know, you don't have to stop learning. If, mm-hmm. if you're interested in something, pursue it. Yeah. You're you never too old. You can literally become a man. Of course you can start learning. You can literally, I can literally become a man in like six months. So you can be anything, ladies and gentlemen. Don't ever let anybody stop you. No. <laughs> Never. Dear Will and Amala, any advice on surviving while being in LA? This is another question from Daisy. Daisy was full of great questions. My Instagram was full of Daisy's questions. I picked two of them because I thought they were good. Um, good. Those are good questions. Any advice on surviving while being in LA? Do you have survival tips? We need to do like Ned's declassified survival guide. Daisy, I will be honest. You are are quite... Quite nervous? No, quite strong (laughs) with your questions. I'm going to have a mental breakdown and I'm not even surviving. Like... Like it's like girl afraid on, on a survivor island. Um, Everything is going to be okay, Daisy. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right, okay? It's not that terrible. Um, we, we love you. Survival tips. I, I won't give too much, but I will say check my blog post that I finished yesterday. Every day I do a biblical series uh, on Sundays for my blog where I take some verses and then I break them down and talk about how it's relating to my life. And, and the other one I broke down yesterday was Psalms twenty five sixteen, about... Um, essentially that you need to prioritize good people in your life Mm -hmm. and prioritizing good people helps you survive times like this, the fellowship and, and things, things such as that. So I'll recommend everyone to go to my blog, thewillwit.substack.com. It goes directly to your inbox. It's free. You can sign up. It's, it's wonderful. So, okay. That's my advice. That was like a philosophical advice. I'm going to go for, uh, I'm going to get the other end of the coin there and give you the practical advice because you are female living in LA. So you got to be a little, it's a little different, I think, for us ladies living in this city than it is for men. Um, Okay, find a nice apartment. I'm going to give you all the practical stuff. Find a nice apartment that preferably is gated and has your own parking spot that's not on the street. If you do park on the street, don't put your stuff where it's visible in your car. Always put it in the trunk or take it with you. Uh, Carry pepper spray or some sort of self-defense thing with your keys. Always be cognizant and look around for people when you walk outside of your apartment. If you see a homeless person, maybe walk to the other side of the street (laughs) because they're notoriously not friendly here in los angeles uh don't walk alone walk with a friend i don't care if it's a female friend or a male friend uh don't do it do a male friend or a trans friend yeah or a trans friend i don't care who your friend is uh but walk with somebody at all times and basically just don't go out at night here in los angeles unless you're with somebody or a group of people preferably I mean, those are my the, practical the tips chief of the or the head of the police union literally told tourists not to come to la because yep. we they can't protect you right now. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty, that is the reality. It's, uh, and it's not in every other city. I'm, I'm giving you this specifically for LA, although they're good, good practices, good street smarts to practice anywhere you move, but specifically in LA, be super cognizant of that. Amala took the like literal survival. Angle. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. Because he answered the philosophical surround yourself with good people, obviously, but uh, practically in LA, those are the things like you want to look out for on the day to day. Make sure you're drinking enough water. Yes. You should be having about three pints a day. <laughs> <laughs> three pints of water a day. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm thinking about literally surviving yeah. in L.A. Like if you really got to duke it out here in L.A. as a female, it's it's not the easiest. Survive in L.A. by leaving L.A. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, last one here. Dear Will and Amala, do you have uh, top five tips for relocating by Libby My Heart? How many times have you relocated in your life, Will? Uh... Twice, I suppose. I've only relocated once by myself. What about you, Taylor? Like Taylor's got 15,000 because yeah, exactly. he's a missionary yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, I went to 12 different schools before I graduated high school. If you count each time I was homeschooled, uh-huh. it was separate. Yeah. It was like three different years. It's very cool. Do you guys Thanks, have man. top five tips? All right, can we just give like one tip? Sure. Like what's or our top, top relocating two. tip? Or top two or something? You don't need to five. Taylor, you you have the most experience. Why don't you start? Well, it's really ambiguous. Like, what do we mean relocating? Moving. 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 Um, just enjoy it. You will be different places, different people, different experiences make your life richer. Makes you uh, makes you much more interesting person. Let me tell you now. Mm. But uh, you know, there's there's so much to to learn and discover about life. Just just. Uh, look at it not in terms of what you're leaving behind or how difficult the process of moving itself is, but how. Uh, cool it is to see the world through a whole different and experience life in a whole different uh, setting and a whole different location that it has an enriching effect on you if you let it and uh, I, you know 
So I think it's all about perspective. Okay. Will anything? I'm no. again going to go practical. <laughs> uh, plan ahead, man. If you're relocating somewhere, try to have a job in place. Try to have a place in place to live. Uh, figure out your, your transportation and all that fun stuff. I moved from Florida to Los Angeles about eight or nine months ago now in a period of two weeks and made it work and it was smooth and not not a single hitch uh and it was just all about planning the second that i realized i was going to be moving to la i started going online looking for like roommates and places to move and where to buy a car out here um and luckily found a really great roommate who helped me do everything um and you want it to be a, just sort of a smooth transition and sometimes it's not and it's bumpy and in and in that you learn something about yourself so that's my advice Make well, a good playlist. Make a good that's, playlist. That's my number one advice. <laughs> that's good. Have some good music that yeah. is going to make you feel good about yourself and what you're doing. And uh, that's it. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. We gave, we gave great advice this segment, I must say. Mm -hmm. I must say. You guys are going to be equipped to handle all things that come at you in this world. Literally. Camping, mental breakdowns. Homeless people. Homeless people. Uh, moving. <laughs> You're in, you're in luck. Moving. You're in luck yeah. with, with Will and Amla Live. We've, we've got your back, guys. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. That is our show today. We talked about a number of stories on today's program. We talked about J.K. Rowling coming under fire again for comments about transgenderism, specifically when it comes to crime. We talk about the Supreme Court not... Uh, protecting people with religious exemptions any longer. We talked about the tornadoes in Kentucky, Simone Biles and Elon Musk being named person and athlete of the year. And we did our advice column for you all. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back tomorrow, 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live and listen to us on Spotify, Google Play and Apple Podcasts. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Bye guys, we'll see you tomorrow. See ya.